is The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On The Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Hello, and welcome to The Edge of Innovation. I'm Paul Parisi, your host, and today we're continuing our conversation with Al Pereira. I know it's been a couple of years now that you've been in drones. Oh, yes. I actually got certified by FAA to fly them. Okay, so. so you're a certified drone pilot. Yep. But now you didn't want to fly drones so you could just fly around and look at neighbors' pools and stuff right. or, you know, whatever, or look at power lines or something. You did it because you thought you could make a business out of it of taking That's what? cool photographs of businesses and offices and sites. So how's that been going? I'll tell you, the drone industry has taken off. The business side of the advanced photo has on the drones has taken off. I do a lot of real estate. Oh, okay pictures and videos. Mm-hmm. It seems that every week I get more and more jobs with not just taking photos of the inside of the house, but also we need you know drone video and we need drone photos of the outside of the house. So in the last month and a half, I've actually ended up getting like six more real estate agents. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to overdo it, but it's in a comfortable kind of stage where I can handle the work. But that's not where it stops, too, what I do. I actually do virtual tours of houses. So that's a new technology that hasn't been out that long, where if you are familiar with the way Google works when you Mm -hmm. find a a street and you can walk down the street, it's similar to that. You can do a complete 360. But the quality, it's like you're in that house. The grain on the woods is so sharp that you can almost touch it. That's how much reality it is. And you capture the photographs from that and they're magazine ready. Wow, that's That's the type of quality. So from drones to virtual tours, there isn't much that I don't do and I don't love doing it. I have one of my realtors that says, Al, I love working with you. You're always excited every time I call you and that makes me feel good and I want to, it makes me want to work with you and and that makes me feel good. Well, it should. One of the things that I think differentiates you from a lot of photographers and just from a lot of people is you have a great personality. One of the things I think that's important because I work with a lot of photographers and I know a lot of them and a lot of people that have been at a lot of weddings where you're watching the photographer and they're sort of like saying oh, I'm really, so they're talking with this diminutive voice and they're not saying things and there's just no energy yep. and I've seen you take control of a room yep. and okay come on move over here look this way okay I want you to tilt your head just a little bit this way and you're directing them to make them look good and yep. I think that's the one of the keys for a good photographer is to be able to communicate effectively with the people you're working with. And that, that is just so rare. I've seen it so much that it's all lacking. You know, I've always had this philosophy. You get hired to do a wedding. You have a job to do. Are you going to be a follower or are you going to be a leader? Mm-hmm. In other words, when I get hired, I walk into the house. I gradually guide the bride from step A to B, C, and I get her to be on time from the house to the church, Mm -hmm. going down the aisle. Photographer, today's photographers, they're not leaders, they're followers, and they stand back and let the bride do the work technically Mm -hmm. on their wedding day. I just did a recent wedding, and it was amazing that the photographer would say, okay, what other picture do you want? What other picture do you want? I was... 
and I was doing video at this particular wedding. I was like, oh my God, I mean, how can this be? What's going on? And I called them weekend warriors because they really don't know the poses. They don't know the key shots. They'll take 2,000 photos, but if you're lucky to get 100 decent ones. So it's important that when you look for a photographer, that you get a photographer that's going to do the job and going to do the job without you having to think for them. They should know what needs to be done. Right, yeah, and I, mean, I think you're right. right. I mean, photography is leadership. Absolutely. It's coming in and saying, you want this to look good, let's do it. Yep. So I'd like to touch on this. We actually just had Al take some photos for us for our website, which you can you can see on the website. And we do a lot of websites for people, companies, whatever it might be. And I think the biggest problem with websites is bad photography. Or mm-hmm. even worse is stock photography. It is just not what people are looking for. When they come to your website, they want to see pictures of you. They want to be able to identify you. So if you're out there in business and your website has stock photos on it, I would run as fast as you can and get a real photographer and get some taken. And don't get, you know, the sister of the daughter of the the president or something like that. Oh, they're, they're good with a camera. It's not all that expensive to hire a photographer for a couple hours and you will get more photos than you can use. But they just, I will tell you, the conversion rate on real photos for people on on websites makes a huge difference. Now, what you can do is go and find some stock photos that you like the design of and say, this is the kind of photos I want you to to make. Uh, That will help. It will decrease the amount of time. It's an important investment. You could spend, you know, $1,000, $10,000 on a website, and spend that little extra money to get a photographer. But that being said, Paul, one of the things that I've found with previous jobs that I've had is the lack of communication. They'll hire you, Mm -hmm. and they'll say, okay, we need to have you go to our location. Okay, fine. And you try to find out what it is that I'm there for, and there's no communication whatsoever. And you get there, and you're trying to figure out what it is exactly you want. So you ask questions, and sometimes you, they get annoyed that you're asking the questions. Well, I hired you just to do the job. Well, what am I doing? Right. I'm taking pictures, but what is the purpose of the photos? Right. So you hire someone. You really need to communicate to the point that, okay, this is for a website. Well, what right. what's the website about? What do you do? What kind of a business right. is it? Okay, your folks, do they have personality? I mean, are they you know, willing to right. be in front of the, the camera? I mean, there's so much nowadays, especially the communication factor is so important. Right, absolutely. And I think that's a good point even for your website. Yeah. What does it say? You need to look at it. One of the most difficult things when you have your own business website is assessing what is it actually saying. Because yep. you read so much into it. So you need to almost sit down with somebody you don't know and say, Tell me what you think of this website. Yep. What does this company do? What do they want you to do? That's right. I've done that with different people, and I will tell you, tell you the difference in reaction between real photos and stock photos or real video. Yep. And also, video is huge. Don't underestimate that. A good video is worth so much. Yep. You know, they say a picture's worth a thousand words, and maybe a video's worth 10,000. That's right. Do you need a website that actually works and is easy to update? Savior Labs is a Boston web services firm that cares for your business and your team. We solve problems so you can focus on what you do best. Just follow the link in the show notes and enter code WEB1 for more information. Thank you to Savior Labs for its ongoing support of the Edge of Innovation. Let's listen into our conversation with Al. 
You know, one of the things that I always try to imagine is, okay, this is my business. What would I want? I love eye contact with the camera. I love animation and a video or even in a photo with, you know, like, for example, your staff. You know, they love what they're doing, and I want people to be able to see that. So the smile is not, that's not always about being serious. It's, you know, let's capture that employee's personality because you put that up, and people are going to say, well, it looks like a fun, you know, place to work at. And that's more important than just having a snapshot, you know. Well, I think what you're, you're talking about is relationships. That's right. And relationships, right. what photos do is remind you of a relationship, whether it's to a place or to people or people in a place. Yep. And an effective communicator of that is, is called a good photographer, a yep. good videographer. Yep. And those are all, you know, we want to tell stories, and that's what photos do. Now, we've also talked about this just as sort of an aside. It used to be that you'd have a closet full of slides or photos. Yep. Or, you know, the people that were a little more organized would put them in books. And they'd yep. pull them out once in a while and look at them. That can't happen anymore. Not unless you have a projector. <laughs> or, or you put it on your phone and you flip right. through them there. But it's a very different experience. You know, it's like looking at a two-by-three print. That's correct. You know, it's funny. There are a lot of people out there that have old negatives in the shoebox or the slides. And I've always said, out of sight, out of mind. And mm-hmm. what good are they in a shoebox, you should do something with them. And people say, well, what am I going to do with them? I said, well, a few things you can do. You can have them scanned in, digitize them. Now that CD or DVD that you have become a negative, your negatives. Remember the old days when you would have a roll of film, you'd get negatives back, well, there's no such thing now. But you need to back up your digital files. You can't trust a computer. You can't trust, you know, external drives, you know. Even DVDs, you need to really have a couple of them, yeah, just in case. Archival. Right. But you need to do something with them. And then once you get them in front of you, then you say, okay, I, you know, what do I want to print? Do I print them for at least four by six and get that album? There's nothing like having an album right. to sit down on a couch with a cup of coffee or at a table and look at photos. It's not the same yeah. on the phone. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. You're lucky you can find them, first well, of all. That's the biggest thing. You, you know? Find them. Yep. But I also have seen people now doing like a photo wall in their house where they'll have just bunches and bunches of prints that yep. they put up and, you know, change them once in a while and move them around. Yep. But I just think that's a great idea because, you know, we're in this rush, rush world, but, you know, you sort of have to stop and smell the roses and really enjoy the memories. And that's important. If you read the paper or if you sometimes watch the news, in the Midwest there's a tornado, there's a flooding, and it doesn't surprise me, but I always hear, i got to get my photos. Those are my memories. You can't replace memories. You can't replace photos. And they they will almost kill themselves just to try to get those out of there. It's different in this part of the world because everybody's so busy. They don't think about the memories that they have captured on their phone until until it's too late. I do slideshows for memorial services, and it's rather sad that in the last seven, eight, almost 10 years now, I've seen less and less recent photos of the folks that have passed than ever before. So they're scrambling to find anything they can, and it's 20, 30-year-old photos. They don't look like that anymore. 
And one of the reasons, too, is, oh, well, I know we have photos, but we can't find them. They're on a, a computer or they're on the phone. On an old phone? Right. And it's sad because those are your memories going forward. And I have also folks that have parents you know, that have Alzheimer's and so forth, and they come to me and said, you know, the other day I showed my mother this photo from my phone, and she had a beam in her wow. face, and it's like she remembered so can you print these photos? And you know what? It makes a difference in those yeah. people's lives because yes, they look at it, and for some reason it right. kind of stimulates their mind as to, you know, when it was taken, who they were in the photo and so forth. Wow. So, you know, people need to understand photos, that Kodak moment still mm-hmm. exists. Yeah, you just have to take the step, and there was no excuse I don't have the time because it's emailing the photos right. to your local lab. There's uploading from, by going to their website. There's so many different ways. Put them on the thumb drive. Go to the store. Put them in a slot, the mail slot, yeah. with a note saying print all of them. Right. You know what I mean? It's so that few seconds it takes. Yeah, it is. It's something... You know, very tangible, very, it's very interesting when yep. you hold a photo. And if you haven't experienced that, because you might not, not have any printed photos, right. give it a try. It's really incredible. Yep. It's something that's just a neat experience that I think you don't. Just holding that photo, I mean, you can turn around and show it to a friend and you can laugh. Okay, you can put it down and say, you know what, wait a minute, let me go back and look. Where you don't have to f- use your finger right. to scroll back and try to find it from a thousand yeah, pictures. A lot you more know, permanence to right. It, and it just sits there. Very different experience. I think it's important for people to start. But you know what I have noticed in the last six months to a year that I'm getting a lot younger people coming in, especially when they go to college. They come in and they print a bunch of four-by-sixes so they can have it on their wall. And that really excites me because... I look forward to seeing those photos once they're printed and they get excited and they say thank you. Absolutely. Well, we've been talking with Al Pereira of Advanced Photo in North Reading, Massachusetts. You can see his work by looking at our show notes and how to get in touch with Al and get to his websites. But it's been a privilege to talk with you. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, Paul, and I really appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to our interview with Al Pereira of Advanced Photo in North Reading, Massachusetts. For additional information on Al and his company, please visit our show notes where you can find links to his work as well as to his website. We always love to receive comments and feedback. Please do leave us some, and you may even get a special gift. Who knows? Thank you for listening, and see you next time. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.